Yo, yo, this is Justin Bieber. Hey, it's Ariana Grande. Just the interviews. A Zach Sang Show exclusive podcast. Hey, beautiful human. Thanks for clicking on our conversation with B. Miller. I love this human being. She is so incredibly talented and yeah, her music deserves your ear. Feel Something is a record that's blowing up now, but it was really released and made back in 2019. We're going to dive into that. Plus, she has an EP on the way. Okay, here we go. Let's do this. This is so exciting. B. Miller, not in the flesh, but uh, the digital flesh here. Welcome back. I don't know if I like digital flesh. (laughs) I hate it. I hate Zoom. I hate everything that's not real. I wish reality was back to normal. But you know what? It isn't. We have to accept it. And do you think if we weren't going through this pandemic, you would have hit record? No. I actually don't. I think that the only reason that feels something is doing as well as it is right now, or I guess now it's kind of like falling a little bit again. But the reason it was doing so well is because, I mean, we're all just sitting inside and we're all just trying to like relate to our surroundings, but our surroundings are so bland and like they never change now that we're all just sitting in our houses every day that I guess it's... It's like everybody is is experiencing this lack of like excitement and like emotion overall, which is why I think it started like blowing up on TikTok back like a year after I dropped it. Like nobody cared about it. It like it plateaued already, and it was like bye. And I was like, all right, on to the next. And then it was like, oh, here's feels something. And I hate to be like, oh, thank you, like pandemic for my newfound success. That really sucks it makes me feel like an ass like i'm profiting in some way off of everyone's misery but it wasn't my it wasn't intentional well one this song has really captured the way a lot of people feel if if not most people right and you are just looking to feel something again uh because being home marinating in the same energy leads to numbness that's just the truth but yeah You released this song June 2019, and you have a very interesting relationship, not just with the music industry, but also like data. I remember, like, I want to understand your head when you wrote this record because I think it is connected to the success that the record is having, even if it's a year afterwards. So take us back to June, or when did you make it? It was sometime in 2019, right? I honestly, I don't know. I don't keep up with what I'm doing. I just kind of like put something out. I just drop it into the world, and I'm like, okay, bye. Like, I'm done. That was was my whole thing. So I don't know. Maybe. You're probably right. Um, What do you mean keeping up with the data? I mean, I kind of... You, 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 I remember hanging out. Do you remember when we ran into each other at a dispensary? Mm-hmm. And I was with Jack and Ryan of AJR, and we went, went back-, back to your apartment because you, you guys were like, "I don't know how to roll." I was like, "I can help you." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was so funny. Because you lived like I don't know. Do you still live there? You lived like five minutes from my apartment anyway. I was like, well, "Let's get it." I moved from that place, but I lived two minutes away from the dispensary, and we all hopped in your Jetta. And yeah. you you drove us back to the house and we had a great time. Yep. Um, but while we were hanging out on the balcony, I remember you talking about and everybody talking about what 
numbers mean, right? Like in, mm-hmm. it could be numbers beyond Instagram. It could be streaming data. It could be the number of Spotify fans you have every month. It could be anything. And that was probably around two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I want to understand where your head was at when you sat down to write this song. It came out June 2019. How many months prior to release did you write it? Probably at least three or four. Um, Because unfortunately, when you're on a record label, uh, it takes a very, very long time to release things. Even they could have been finished for years. And then, you know, now all of a sudden you have to pretend that they're brand new, which is um, frustrating to say the least. Um, Yeah, I wrote that song probably in early 2019, if not even late 2018. Like it could have been like closer to a year between, you know, writing it and releasing it. This one hard for me to keep track. Well, that's that's what I want to understand because the conversation that we were having this one time was really how your music is attached to your existence in a sense. Like you, like, like you, Mm. you are the music you put out. You, and I think when we were all hanging out, I know it was like a weird time. It was a dull time for a lot of us. And, but you were talking really about just what your music means to you, but also at the same time, I don't know. I'm just trying to like, it's so fascinating that a song that really talks about your want to feel something again has become so big a year after it existed. But I think this is allowing you to feel again. I think maybe like when, is that kind of correct here? Because this is something you wanted and something you definitely deserved for a long time. But I, I don't know. That's what, but that's back to what I was saying before where it's like, yes, I guess like I, I have been feeling more, um, excited about what I'm doing recently because it feels like people finally care which is like it's 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 not that I make music so that I can have like the most successful career out of anyone in the world I I just it kind of it sucks sometimes when you create something that you think is really cool but nobody else really gives mm-hmm. um it's kind of like what am I even maybe I should just go to college and like not do this anymore. So it does feel satisfying that after like seven years, people are finally starting to care. But at the same time, like, yeah, I guess I do feel excited about that. But at the same time, it's unfortunate that it's because of this lack of everything. So it is weird that, you know, because you do, you, you watch the numbers and you see that like, Oh, they, you know, most songs after a couple weeks, maybe a couple months after you release them is when they peak. Usually it's a few weeks they peak. And then they just kind of start to fall off because people find something new, especially nowadays people's attention spans for anything is so short that, you know, they're really into something, but then like, you know, Drake drops a new song and it's like, okay, we don't care about this anymore. Um, so, you know, I definitely was like looking at those numbers and it's very weird. You can like go through my like Spotify for artists and you can see that like it went up last year in like June or July or whenever it came out and then it kind of started slowly going down. It was like way, 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 way down. And then all of a sudden in like, I don't know, maybe April or May of this year just spiked. It just spiked again out of nowhere. And it was literally because of an app. It's because people mashed it up with that Labyrinth song from Euphoria. And now it's honestly weird when I listen to my own song. Now I'm like waiting for the like stranger. Like I'm waiting for it to come in. That's not even my song. (laughs) Um, But yeah, they just made, and then it just completely changed everything. And then I was, and then we had to like reshift my entire EP release to kind of wait 
to see what happened with feel something and try to keep pushing that, which was a year old at that point. So that was super weird to have to like push everything. Cause we were going to release the EP like two or three months ago originally, but then we were like, Oh, feel something's doing well. So we should just kind of put everything on pause and kind of yeah. promote that. Which by the way is like the right thing to do. And then I just want to know, like, what is something to you? Like, like, what is, like, how do you define something? Like, you want to feel something. What do you want to feel? Something could be anything. I don't know. Some, I, I self-sabotage a lot. Sometimes when I'm too um, uninterested with my life and my surroundings and I need, like, inspiration, I will purposely make myself sad because it's more fun in a weird way to be sad than to be nothing i can't really describe it that might just be me because i'm like a little bit of a psycho but um sometimes like i'll purposely like look through old memories of like things that make me upset and like play sad music and light candles and get in my feelings just so i can be in my feelings which is really dumb um so you know sometimes i go out of my way to make myself even like miserable just so i can focus on that because it brings me more inspiration which i need in order to like first of all live as a human because i I am a very emotional person typically. So if there's a lack of that, I feel really weird and like don't know who I am. But um, also, you know, for creating music, what the f am I supposed to write about if I'm not having any type of significant emotional connection with anything? Um, but it could be also like happiness would be ideal, but it's really hard to feel happy. Like it's hard to like try to be happy. It's really easy for me to make myself sad. It's, re it's more difficult for me to make myself happy because I have to, like, go out of my way to, like, do something to make myself feel good. Yeah, so it's it's like, but feel anything. It's, it's way easier to feel sad than it is to feel happy. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I think that's part of uh, what's wrong with the youth of, of the world is that we're all just sad. What makes you happy? Do you, do, do you remember? <laughs> <laughs> what an upsetting way to phrase that. It's like, do you remember because you haven't left your house in so long? Um, and you're fighting with your neighbors. <laughs> she can probably hear me right now below me. She's the worst. She oh, so she gets mad when I'm on Zoom sometimes because she's like, "You're having a party." I'm like, "I'm the only one in my house. What are you talking about?" Yeah, um, but I guess our walls are really thin. I gotta move. Um, I don't know what makes me happy. I guess the thing that I can't have the most right now is like being around people who make me feel good about myself and doing activities that I can't do by myself. I mean, I, even like little things, like going out to breakfast with somebody and just like sitting and observing. I really miss people watching. That used to make me really happy, which I know is probably a weird thing to say. I'm kind of a creeper. Oh. I love people watching and I miss people. People aren't out and about anymore the same way that they used to be. And if they are, they shouldn't be. And it's like, I miss people that used to make me happy. I miss like going and seeing my friends, obviously, like we all do. I miss traveling. Every time I've been watching anything that takes place literally anywhere but Los Angeles recently, it, it hurts me physically because I'm like, damn, I wish I could go to like Paris right now. But nah. But They're not about to let us back for a long time. If I was any other country, I'd be like, bye, Americans. Like, y'all could just stay there and deal with your bullshit by yourselves. Zach Sang Show. Yo, beautiful human. I'm hitting pause real quick to talk about trains. It can be a little frustrating, especially if you're in a hurry and or running late to find yourself at a railway crossing. I, I get it. And I, I understand that if the signals aren't going and the train's not even there yet, you may be tempted to try to sneak across the track. Well, don't. Ever. To the naked eye. 
trains often appear to be further away than they are and moving slower than they are. You got to know that they can't stop quickly. So even if an engineer hits the emergency brake right away, it can be over a mile until the train stops. Over a mile. By that time, it's too late and the result could be a deadly crash. The point is, you can't know how quickly a train will arrive. The train can't stop quickly. Even if it sees you, it ends in disaster. If the signals are on, that means the train is on the way. And you just need to remember one thing. Stop. Trains can't. Zach Sancho. Has the meaning of this record changed over the year that it's been out and about for you? Oh, yeah. I mean, when I wrote the song, I felt very alienated in the experience of not, like, really relating emotionally to um, the things that were happening around me. Like, it was a very brief moment in time. It was maybe, like, a month where I just felt very disconnected, which is very the opposite of who I am. I'm always very emotionally um, invested in everything. and it, I just felt this lack and it was really weird and I couldn't hang out with my friends because I just felt like I was like almost like watching them on TV because I couldn't actually connect to what they were talking about. I, I, I didn't, I stopped listening to music because it didn't make me feel like I didn't feel invested in it. I just didn't care. And it was really, really weird and lonely, but I also didn't feel the weight of the loneliness. You know what I mean? It was just, it was very weird and I felt it's isolating. It's like self-isolation. It is. It is. I, get it. I didn't even care that I was isolated because I did. I couldn't feel the 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 weight of that. And now, now you know I'm experiencing that again. But I think we all are now. So the meaning of the song has changed me because I wrote this kind of about me and like a random thing that I was going through. And I was like, uh, people aren't really going to get this. Like, what do you mean you want to feel something? Like we all feel things every day. Like I kind of thought that you know, it sounded cool, but then maybe the lyrics weren't going to connect um, to other people the way that they obviously connected to me. But now, now I just think that that's like the overall, just the overall vibe for everyone is yeah. that, I hate that I just use the word vibe. I couldn't think of anything else, but like that's the overall experience, I guess, for everyone is that there's just a lack of everything. Dude, we're numb. I'm telling you, we are numb. And it sucks. It's not fun. Like I would, I have more fun being miserable than being like, eh, I don't really care. Well, that's like, I, I feel like we've gotten so used to existing in this weird misery that it's just become accepted. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, I don't know. I don't so you don't even like really feel the sadness. Like I just see really things every single day on my Twitter and I'm like, eh. yeah, oh, well, yeah. I guess we're all going to die one day. So I don't, I can't be invested in this bad dude. it's really bad so you have this record it ends up going super viral uh, obviously through the remix with labyrinth but it also started overseas right on different it was like swedish tiktok or some random i don't know like random companies started what what i have no i didn't get i didn't have tiktok until like two months ago because all my fans were like pee your song is blowing up on tiktok you have to get a tiktok and i was like mm, that's not really my thing like i'm kind of like a rider diver behind so i was like mm. um, i was like eh, i don't really care about this i don't really want to see people dancing to songs that i don't like but i tiktok is more than that i know now but i had i was under the, the 
I was under the um, impression that it was just like dancing things and like personally that's not something that I would sit around watching for hours just personally so I was like eh. but I just got it so like I don't I don't I don't really know where it came from or why it why someone found it and slowed it down and made it the thing that it was and I'm grateful to that person because I was really concerned about how I was going to pay my bills this year without being able to tour or like really do anything and like we all were concerned about what the how we're going to you know keep feeding ourselves but um I'm grateful but I I don't know I don't know who did it. I don't know who did it, but that person, thanks. Big thanks. Have you got to talk to Labyrinth at all about maybe like a collaboration or like an official remix or something? No, I, I mean, I'm a fan of Labyrinth and I have been for years. So I was kind of scared. I, was like, I don't want to reach out and bother this man. But there is a feel something collaboration happening, but not with him. Because I also was like, that might be too obvious, you know? As much as I would be honored to make a different song with Labyrinth, because I think he's one of the most talented artists that I can think of, like I'm obsessed with him. I didn't want to be so predictable and be like, oh, let's actually make a, a version of Feel Something or of his song together. Like I was like, no, nah. like the people have already had enough of that through TikTok. I'm gonna make a different Feel Something collaboration. And maybe one day I can hit up Labyrinth and be like, hey, remember me? We blew up on TikTok together and we can make some <laughs> So you said you had the EP already done before this went viral? Yeah. So yeah. it has been, it hasn't been mastered. Like we just finalized all the, like, like the, the versions of the songs that are going to come out, but it wasn't mastered fully until uh, probably even like a few weeks ago, we finished the last one, but it was just because we kind of put it on the back burner. All the songs have been written since like the end of last year. Like all of them have been completed and like we had decided like these are the ones that, you know, we like the most and that we want to release. Um, but then obviously, you know, this year hit and we were like, how are we supposed to make content for all these songs? What is the procedure on this? Should we be like, what should we do? And everyone had to, you know, everyone on my team had to go home and no one could go in the office and no one could work. And it was really obviously a complicated time um, for us as it was for everybody. And then once, you know, people started figuring out, okay, we can actually, this is how we're going to work from home. And this is how we're going to record these things. This is how we're going to deal with this. Um, once that started happening, we were like, oh, maybe now we're back on track to release the EP. We'll release it in like August or something. Then you that was when like, things started blowing up. So then we were like, oh, well, like now we're about to like refocus on the EP and release it in, in the summer. But then, you know, now, then we had to focus on the feel something thing. So w was there no want for you to go back and retool the EP knowing what, and I don't want to say what works, but to see what people are gravitating to? I've never cared about that. I don't, I'm not going to be a dick. I, I feel like my fans like what I put out typically no matter what, because they, they just, they like what I have to say because they're similar to me and they usually can relate to whatever I'm talking about. And I feel like as long as I don't stray too far from like stylistically, like musically what I know they've liked in the past, I feel like they'll support me in it and you know hopefully i'll make some new fans along the way and yeah maybe i'll drop a couple if i make something that they don't you know love but for the most part i feel like a lot of my fans are ride or die so they you know i don't i don't i don't write things to be like oh this is gonna work because that one worked or like you know i've definitely been in sessions before where writers or producers try to emulate yeah what's out there by the way there's probably somebody out there 
emulating you, yo. Somebody's like, oh, this song is doing well. Let's try to figure it out. That's a weird thought. I haven't really thought about that. Like, I wonder if someone's in the studio would be like, oh, this song did well. Let's try to, like, make this type of vibe. Probably not, though, because I didn't, like, invent a whole new sound with Feel Something. Feel Something is, like, a pretty, like, basic song, to be honest. Like, I love it because I've made it, but, you know, it's nothing special, um, in my opinion. But, yeah, I've definitely worked with people who are like, let's try to make something that sounds like this because this is what's working right now. And I'm always like, I, nah. And then sometimes I leave the session because I'm just like, I just can't. I don't want to do this. I just make whatever I like and whatever I feel and kind of hope the best. So I actually didn't, like, I didn't stop and be like, okay, now that feel something is working, let's try to reproduce everything or rewrite things to sound more like that because that's what people like and that's what's sticking. I was just like, nah, we already made what I love and let's just see how it goes. I like how you just admitted that you don't think it's special. A lot of people would be like, oh, my song's the greatest thing in the world. It's the best thing I've ever done. You're like, nah, nothing special here. It's, it's, it's not like the most generic song, but it's also not the most like creative song. It's literally just me being like, I just want to feel something. Like it's, and we're not using any sounds that nobody's ever heard before. It's just, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> Well, I'm a self-deprecating person also, though. This is something that I've struggled with for most yeah, of my life. You deserve this success, dude. One, you... It's like all, so, so many people, you know? Oh, shut up. You've been playing this game for a very long time. You've been playing this game consistently. You've been playing this game honestly, being completely and totally yourself every step of the way. I mean, you've done a lot of things for the long haul, dude. So it wasn't... This was not an overnight anything. Like, this was... I mean, yes, it blew up essentially overnight, but... I don't know. It's a testament to always batting consistently and always putting out quality art consistently because you never know when it's going to pop off. Honestly. I honestly was starting to reach a point where I was like, it's never going to happen. Like I've been doing this for seven years. That's the conversation we had on my balcony, dude. And then I think you wrote this song within that window, like a couple months later. Around that time. Yeah. Yeah. But why don't you think it was popping off? Was that a you thing? Was that a sound? Was that the lyrics? Was that a, a label thing? Was that a management? Like, what was it? I think it's just about breaking through. Like, there's so much noise, and it's so easy for anyone to release music now, which is great in some ways, because there are a lot of brilliant people who haven't been given an opportunity until, you know, SoundCloud and things like that existed in YouTube, where you could just kind of create and post whatever you want. Um, but in other ways, it's really difficult because it's, you know, it, beca because it creates more noise that you have to compete with. And it's like I'm torn because I'm a fan of so many of these, you know, random people that I've found through the internet. But also as an artist, I'm like, but wait, could y'all stop for just one minute so I could get my moment, maybe? Um, and it's really hard. I feel like the the, the more time that goes on, the more the music industry expands accidentally through the internet and you know in like the 70s it was like you have to have a record label in order for people to hear your songs that was just how it worked and now it's like anybody can do anything at any time and like find a fan base for that okay. so it's like you just have to you have to be able to connect I feel like it's not that hard to connect with people once they hear your message but to get them to hear your message is really really difficult because there's so much going on all the time and it's like how are they supposed to just focus on you know, giving you even three minutes of their life. It's, you know, it's hard because TikTok helped me break through. 
now I feel like I have more of a platform to, to speak to people. So now I think it will start getting better. It's really, really hard. I've been trying for years, really, really hard to like connect to a large group of people. So now that you have people's attention, is there pressure on making sure the EP's right? Because now you have them. Oh, I've had many a panic attacks recently. Just like, this is like my one shot and I don't want to blow it. That's how I keep viewing this. You could ask anybody on my team, any of my friends. I just keep being like, this was like a gift that was sent to me from some rando on TikTok who decided to use my song for something. And then all the other people who followed in their footsteps. And this does not just happen to anybody. You know, people, people pay TikTokers yeah. to, um, to like use their songs for things. And I didn't have to like pay anybody to do anything. It just all genuinely happened. And that is just such a, a lucky gift that I was given. And so I constantly get stressed out about like, okay, now that this once in a lifetime thing has happened, I didn't have to work for it. And it just connected. Yeah, but you did, you did work for it. You, d you did create a, a great song. I did, and when I was working for it, the song went nowhere, you know? So, and that's how it's been my whole life. When I work for my, when I work my ass off, nobody cares. And it feels, all, that's also like, as much as I'm grateful that I was just doing nothing and then my song started blowing up, it also kind of felt, I was like, damn, I've been working so hard for so long. To get and this is it. And turns out all I need to do is sit around and wait for somebody else to do it for me, which like, I know sounds kind of, me to say that but like i was kind of upset i was like i worked so hard and nobody cares and now all of a sudden somebody else is like wait but look at this song and now everyone cares i was like maybe i should just sit on my ass more often yeah but b we've known you for years and i've never seen you as somebody who like it wasn't successful like we've had you on you get numbers people are streaming your music you sell tickets so you're making it seem like not a single person in the world is listening to your music no, yeah, obviously, like, I just, I'm one, of, I, I'm one of those people where it's like, nothing is ever enough. It's like, every time I reach a milestone, I'm like, okay, it's not good enough. We got to get to the next step and the next thing. Because um, I'm always just so worried about, like, you know, being broke and having no success and no life. And I have really bad anxiety. And I didn't go to college or really even high school. So, like, if this doesn't work out for me, like, I don't really know what to do. Um, so, I'm constantly stressed about that. And, like, of course, I'm eternally grateful to all my fans who've been around for years but I just didn't have very consistent growth until recently mm. I kind of was able to maintain luckily for me like the real ones who've been around for you know even five six seven years but for the most part like gaining new fans has been a very very slow process for me until now which yeah, is like I was gonna say fun. until recently and now wisdom teeth was very high in the playlisting when it released last week it got a lot of looks dude great job I have, I have some friends who believe in me in places that it's nice to have friends who believe in you yeah which by the way like they're they're bending on the right horse they're believing in the right person they're believing maybe in we'll see so don't, don't jinx it you gotta relax <laughs> maybe. Have, you, have you played them the ep have I played who? These people that trust in you, your your oh, upcoming um, release? Actually today I had a Zoom meeting with a couple of people, um, you know, different different um like uh music outlets and I was just like, Hey guys, here are my videos for two of my new songs that are coming out and here are the songs and here's this like remix version that we did to feel something and like we just wanted to let you know that this is happening and you know, they seemed they seemed they were very nice about it. Who knows? In their mind they could have been like
which sucks. But they outwardly were like, this is, this is great. Thanks for sharing. And they were really nice to like sit and like spend their morning with me listening to that. So I have played a few people at different streaming platforms, like my, my new songs, even like a year or two or a year and a half ago, I like physically went into like Apple Music and Spotify and a couple other places. And I was like, here's some of the stuff I've been working on, just so you guys are aware. Um, and then, you know, because of, you know, other people, um, I was not able to release those things at the time. But now I'm grateful. In the past, I was like, damn, like, I can't release all this because my label's like, but wait, we have to be like, but this has to be in place and this and this and this. And it takes so long to release music. But now I'm glad because I have new music new to the world that like I already wrote pre-quarantine so like I haven't had to worry about how the f am I gonna make music this year so now I'm glad by the time I was annoyed but I've I've been playing the new stuff H have you been writing at all for a while mm -hmm. you see my my keyboards I kind of I but that's the whole thing with feel something isn't it that nobody has any like real yeah what is to connect to right now so what am i supposed to say i feel like we're all aware of how much quarantine sucks we're all aware of how scary and it is to be alive and especially a young person right now we're all aware of like politically all the that's happening and it's just like a really awful time to be alive um and everybody knows that so i don't really feel like me sitting around being like everything sucks is gonna help <laughs> not going to do anything for anybody and I have nothing else to talk about I have no love interests I haven't been seeing my friends I haven't been adventuring and exploring I haven't been touring I haven't been doing anything so I have nothing new to say so I'm lucky that I have music that will be new for everybody else that I wrote back when I could actually be inspired by literally anything so well, what am I gonna say nobody no. needs another song about being people in quarantine no one needs that um, you could write a uh, you could write a presidential anthem for the new president, hopefully on November third. I actually 3rd. have a song that kind of spills some tea. Oh, ooh, ooh! I, it's not like it's not like very direct, but I do mention like how am I supposed to work on myself when there are people like that in the White House and like we're living in hell? Like maybe I should see a therapist. But the apocalypse is gonna kill us all, which I actually wrote before the apocalypse. <laughs> I wrote that line. It's literally. Maybe I should see a therapist with the apocalypse is probably going to take us out, which is kind of a bar, um, in my opinion. Um, but I wrote that long before I knew that quarantine was going to happen. So maybe I, maybe I cursed us all. I don't know. Now it's more relevant than ever. Will, so I do have like some songs that like jab politically. Will that song make it to the EP? Yeah, it's coming out. October 23rd. Do we have a name? Ooh, I don't know. I don't know what I can tell you. Mm. Ooh, ooh, ooh. You know what? It's called Hallelujah, that song. Uh, um, the EP is, but like the EP is also called Elated, but it's just very sarcastic because all the songs are like, everything kind of sucks. So it's like sarcastic, like, I'm late. I'm so happy right now. And the Hallelujah is the same thing where it's like, Hallelujah, question mark. I don't know, because everything sucks. Um, you'll see, you'll see. It'll make sense when you hear it. So are you telling a story top to bottom? Hmm? Are you telling one story with this whole project? Like if I listen top to bottom or are you no. still going to stand alone? In terms of like the, the way that I put the songs in order on the EP, it's more about like, like listen, like the experience of like the production and how that pairs together and less about like the lyrics being in some kind of order, which I have done in the past. My last album, 
was like lyrically, I spent hours sitting down and being like, what order do I need to tell this story in? Where like lyrically, it's a complete start to finish. But on this one, um, it's less of a lyrical story, more of like a musical experience, um, in my opinion. But um, yeah, I think each, each song, I think pairs together really nicely in terms of like the messaging, but they're all about different topics. It created in a totally different space than uh, Feel Something. So different sonics? Um, yeah. The production, I think that the production on this EP is a natural progression from like my previous stuff. Like I think that if you listen to my old stuff and then you listen to the new stuff, it, it makes sense that it's from the same person, if that makes sense. Yeah. But it doesn't sound the same at all. Like, I don't know how to really express it. It's, like, it. it's a progression that you can understand and, and consume without being overwhelmed by it, but it's not the same thing yeah. whatsoever. You're never being refed. No, that's perfect. That's exactly what you want. Like, that's what people strive for. I feel really good about it. I, I really like the new stuff. I, I, sometimes I sit in my car and I bump it and I'm like, eh. <laughs> You sit in the Jetta and you just... Yeah, I still have that stupid Jetta. I hate it. I'm never getting a German car ever again. I'm so sorry to anybody who may be German watching this. It's not your fault, but your cars are not my fave. Well, Volkswagen, the people's car created by Hitler. It's the reason why I will not get a Volkswagen or a Beetle. What? Yes. Uh, the Beetle is the... Uh, Volkswagen, I'm pretty sure, means people's car. And it was created by Hitler back uh, during, I think, before the World War. You're lying. No. Hitler did not create car. Are you dead ass? I, I'm dead ass. Dan, are you Googling it? Oh my God, I really have to get rid of my car. Volkswagen does mean the people's car company. I'm going to fact check the Hitler part. But um, if it was, then he only means a very certain type of people. Oh my God. <laughs> oh. Very certain type of people. I think he, he may be somewhat right. On May 28th, 1937, the government of Germany, then under the control of Adolf Hitler, forms a new state-owned automobile company, then known as whatever the German word is for it, but Volkswagen or something. Holy you guys. Okay, well, I don't like my Jetta anyway. I don't stand. I don't like how stiff it is anyway. I don't like it. The brakes and the gas are too abrupt. They're too sensitive. Like, I slightly tap the gas and my car just, like, lurches over. It's really uncomfortable for anybody else driving me. I hate it. I like my Corolla a lot better. So, you know what? We don't stand. I'm so sorry that I got this car without realizing uh, the negative connotations behind it. I had no idea. You know, a lot of people do not know. And My lease is up in March. So, after that, we're done with Volkswagen. Oh, my God. Congratulations. Mazel. Yeah, thanks. I've had it for two and a half years. I'm so over it. I hate it. B, I think you could write some songs about a relationship you have that's not going well, but the relationship is your car. Oh, my God. <laughs> What do you do when you find out your car was a Nazi? I write like this really aggressive song and I was like, damn, she must really be miserable in this relationship. Like this person that she's talking about is an asshole. And it's actually. (laughs) (laughs) I need some inspiration anyway. It can come from anywhere. I I really do appreciate your Halloween decorations. Oh my gosh. Hi, puppy. He's sitting on the floor looking at me. Oh. Um, question. You you keep talking about how you have no inspiration now, but what what inspired Wisdom Teeth? I like the little play on words you got going on there. 
Oh, thanks. Um, I wrote Wisdom Teeth a long time ago. This is what I'm saying. It's like, to my fans, this music is new. To everybody else, this music is new. But it's actually really kind of old at this point. I wrote all of it pre-quarantine. So it's been at least a year since most of these songs have been written. And Wisdom Teeth was actually the first song I wrote back in the studio once I got my Wisdom Teeth pulled out. Um, I got all four at once. I was miserable. I couldn't eat or speak or do anything for like two weeks. I couldn't go to the studio because I couldn't sing. Like, what the fuck was I going to do? Um, so the first day that I was back in the studio, um, I was with like some of my friends, um, writing with some of my friends that day. And I was just telling them about my experience, getting my teeth pulled out. And I was saying that I thought it was really weird because it was one of those things where like, obviously I'm not old, but like it made me feel kind of older and like weird um because when i was a kid i remember like a little kid i remember like looking at like hearing about people getting their wisdom teeth pulled and be like oh like that's really far away from me like that's like something that like older people have to do so like i'm not worried about that and obviously like i said i'm not old but like it just made me feel weird and like nostalgic that like every time i i reach up something like that or when i was younger I was like, oh, like I won't have to deal with that for a long time. Whenever that kind of thing happens in my life, it's very strange. Like 18th birthday, 21st birthday, wisdom teeth pulled out, like paying, getting your first car, paying certain bills. It's just like, as you reach each of these milestones, it just makes you feel kind of like nostalgic towards like your childhood. Um, maybe that's just me. No. But I just kind of saying that when I, but when, I, when I was like, this is one of those things where like, I just feel so far from like, who I like my my myself as a child and it kind of sucks because I I think that life is a lot more beautiful when you're a kid sometimes because you're not influenced by like being a person functioning in society yet you're not influenced by like what you should and shouldn't do what you can and can't do and like you know what's right and wrong in terms of you know how you make other people feel instead of just being like how do I feel and I think that like obviously those things are important but at the same time like you lose a lot of what I think is really good as you get older. You kind of lose touch with that. And it was just one of those things. I went to the studio and I was like, you guys, I feel really weird about getting my teeth pulled out. And I don't know why. Uh, I, it turned out to be an, ama an amazing story in a really unique way to kind of capture that feeling. Because it's true. By the way, I've been refusing to get my wisdom teeth out. You still, does it not hurt? See, mine's are, I have like a short mouth. <laughs> um, I put on my dating profile. It's just like, hey, hit me up. Um, but my teeth started growing where like the, the base was going into the back of my jaw. Like they were growing like in, so it was like shooting these pains up my face and like, oh, and I hurt so bad. They were growing like, like this. Yeah, they were growing like tops, like bottoms facing, like the little pointy parts on the bottom are like going towards the oh. back of my Mouth. Wow. See, and mine are on a, on a slant, but going towards the opening of my mouth. Yeah. So maybe you must just have a bigger mouth, I I'm guess. Good. I got a and big old mouth. I feel like most people don't get them pulled until, until they start giving them problems. I was expecting uh, at least a couple more years before it started hurting. But like right when those just grew in, I felt it and I was like, they got to go. Well, I, I've had pain before. I just put up with it. Like, a, like a, I'm just very nervous about it, but I should do it. It's not that bad. It's, it's, when it's happening, it's kind of fun because you're just loopy. Like, I don't remember how I got into my apartment. I don't, I don't know how my friend, who's like another small female, got me from the dentist into the car, up the stairs of my apartment, and onto my couch because I don't remember any of that happening. I remember being at the dentist and then being on my couch. 
And I truly don't know. I must have been like, woo! And I don't know how the f she got me all the way up into my house, to be honest. Um, the first few days is horrible because you like watch people eating crunchy stuff and you're like, ow, like how could you possibly do that? Like you feel like you're never gonna be able to eat anything besides mashed potatoes ever again because it just hurts so bad and the holes are so like raw, but then it's fine. Then it's fine and then it's done and then you get to keep your teeth and it's kind of cool. So you still have them? Yeah, I used them in my music video and in uh, a TikTok that I made the other day, which people were very horrified by. But I, in my music video, I put them in my mouth and then I like spit them out. Ew. Those yeah, are real I teeth. First, I brushed them. I brushed them with my toothbrush. I made sure they were nice and clean. And I, I was scared I was going to swallow one. Imagine having like your teeth. That'd be so. <laughs> but I brushed them. And I put that. I was like, this will be cool for the video. I thought those were fake teeth you were holding no, in the those video. Are my real, those are all four of my real teeth. Those are my real wisdom teeth. <laughs> I might get the maidens like a necklace or something. Maybe some earrings. Yeah, that's cute. <laughs> Toe ring? I'll, I'll, I'll make one for each of you. You can have one of my teeth. Oh, that would be Thank an honor. You. Thank you so much. Can, can you tell me about the line, why am I so stupid, used to be, used to be so smart? I see a lot of people connecting and liking that line. Because I feel like you might get you might get wiser as you get older because you gain more experiences and like you become an adult and you have to like. But at the same time, the older we get, like I was saying before, the more we disconnect with ourselves in a weird way. Like, and if we are connecting with ourselves, it's not in like a positive way most of the time. Most of the time, at least for me and a lot of people I know, it's very much like an anxious like oh. Oh, I looked like that all night. Like, oh, like I don't like this isn't good. I gotta, I gotta fix this, and I gotta do that. I'm so worried about all these tasks I have to do, and you know, you lose more of the positive connection that you have with yourself as a kid. And I feel like you're smarter when you're younger in some ways because you don't care as much about what other people think of you because you haven't been taught that yet. I remember when I was younger. I remember specific moments where I truly have memories when I was like probably seven where I would look in the mirror and be like wow I'm so pretty imagine not being pretty like wow lucky me what the f can you imagine thinking that now I never look in the mirror now and think wow like I'm so mad. like I look in the mirror and I'm like ooh, like that's, that's <laughs> going me today like when I was like when we're young we're not taught by anybody that we're, we need to meet a certain standard for like how we how we want to live our lives. And as long as we're not hurting other people, we're just enjoying ourselves. And that to me is much smarter in its own way than being older and being like, oh, shit. worried about everything that you're doing all the time. You're less judgmental. Yeah, you're less judgmental of other people and of yourself and more just like, I'm just gonna do what makes me happy. And as long as you're not harming anybody, like that's just kind of all you do as a kid. And there's, there's like a, there's like a weird brilliance in that, but it's because it's not even on purpose. It's like, you don't, you're not even trying and you just feel so much better about yourself. And it's, I don't know. There's something really, really brilliant about that in my so, opinion. So what are you saying? You want to live a life as a female Peter Pan? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to grow up. It's not fun. <laughs> every, single, every single time I like, you know, like really think about it. I'm like, damn, it is that when we're kids like our parents are always like you don't want to grow up like trust me you're like no we want to be older so we can be, i want to eat dessert all day but then it sucks when you get older and you're you're like damn mom was right this is horrible i yeah. wish i could just go back to sitting around and having my mom feed me three meals a day and just you know 
around at school with my friends and just doing that. It's like, you have no real responsibilities. Like, yeah, maybe doing some math homework, but like. And as somebody who eats dessert all day, it's really not all that it's chalked up to be. No, it's not. Then, you, then you're sitting around later and you're like, ooh, I don't feel very good. Uh, yeah, yeah, kind of. Unless you just eat so much of it that you just, again, you get numb and then you're looking to feel something again. Yeah, you just like eat yourself into a food coma and you're like, ah. Oblivion of ice cream, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I'm See, thinking about buying ice cream in bulk. Chips, though. I could finish a full bag of Hot Cheetos, which I know I can't do because I like, didn't Lil Xan or somebody have to go to the hospital because he ate too many Hot Cheetos and, like, burned a hole in his stomach. Yeah, it was Lil Xan. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what, what, I, honestly, if I were him, I'd be like, put that on my gravestone when I die. Yeah. <laughs> I ate too Hot Cheetos once. <laughs> had to go to the hospital because I love spicy foods. It's either an honor or a great embarrassment. Um, yeah, I'll, have, I'll have hot Cheetos like sponsor my funeral. <laughs> and the funeral B Bill are sponsored by Chester yeah. the Cheeto. Exactly. He like comes out in his costume with like crying. He's like, hey guys, that'd be so funny. Everybody's going home with a bag of flaming hot Cheetos. Yeah. In memory of B Miller. I, that's what I would do if I were him. It's like your obituary is on like a back of a snack-sized bag or something. It's mm. a good idea. Save that. You should send that to your team. Send that pitch over. I'm you gonna know? Yeah, you're gonna just make it clear to them that to pay for my funeral, sponsor out. Yep. White claws and white claws and hot Cheetos. Let's get it popping. They'll sponsor my funeral. Offset funeral costs with sponsorship. <laughs> Oh, an influencer would actually do to be honest. <laughs> oh, like fake their own deaths. They get like and be like, oh, I, all I, all they ever wanted was this, you know, brand to send them stuff, and then they like they're like, actually, surprise, we're alive. Now I have all this free, and they make like a video about it where they're like, prank, <laughs> pranked everyone. I pranked hot cheetos. They thought I was dead. I got, <laughs> I got you. Huh? Got your ass. That's like, do. Yeah, it's sad. And you really don't like that stuff. So it is ironic that TikTok is, <laughs> is what's brought you all this attention. I love it so much. Oh, it's such a mess. Um, B, I was looking at your Instagram earlier. It looks like you got a lot of new tattoos since we've seen you. Can you give us a little tattoo tour? Um, the only ones that I've gotten recently because of quarantine were I got a little devil and a little angel on my shoulder because you know how that's oh. like like a thing that people yeah. do maybe sometimes to like pop up on their show. I've just never seen anybody do that before and I thought it was kind of funny. I love that. Um, I got like a little bun on my neck. I got, God, it's been a while since I've seen you guys. I don't even know. This one I feel like you probably haven't seen. I don't even, this is just a flash tattoo. I just thought she was pretty. So I was like, yeah. Um, this one I got in London, a little skeleton man. I love the skeleton one. That's one of my favorite ones. And it's one of the only ones I didn't plan. Like I was just in London and I was like, it like let's get a tattoo it was me and jams who's here but she's she's got her little screen up but we both wanted to get tattoos in london like last year the year before and we just found like some some spots near us and we just went and i just walked in i told the guy that i wanted some flowers like some big flowers here and then i was like can i look at your flash tattoos like your pre-drawn ones like while you're setting up so i was just like looking through and i saw this but he was like this big I saw this and I was like, wait, this is hard, but can I get it this big? And he looks at me up and down and he's like, you want it this big? 
I'm like five feet tall and like this is really a small person. He was like, are you sure? Like this is a very last minute decision that's going to be permanent. And I was like, no, dude, just, you know, let's go. And it's one of my favorite ones. At first I was like, what did I do? It's so big. And now I'm like, it's so good. He yeah. killed him. I got lucky. He could have been the worst tattoo artist. I didn't look him up before I went there. <laughs> so that's a huge risk. So you, you went in for roses and you got a skeleton instead. That's just very me. I feel like that's just very like, oh yeah, that makes sense for B to do that. Is that a little cat on your I knee? Mean, I really love spooky things. Is that a little is that a little cat right there? Cat? On your on your on your arm, your lower arm? This what is that? Oh, what is that? A cheetah? It's a jaguar. Oh sick. So yeah, it is a cat. That's cool. Yeah. I like that. You got they some have, good tattoos. They have the uh thanks. They have the uh the strongest bite for their size which i kind of like like they're one of the smaller big cats but they have the strongest bite and because i'm so small i kind of like that metaphor where i was like yeah like i may be small but i'm still mighty so that's why i got that mama's got a strong bite yeah. sounds like a lyric to me i don't think so maybe you guys <laughs> <laughs> try try to jam that one on the piano yeah uh, 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 uh. Mama's got a strong fight for a small body. Yeah. That sucks. For next single, keep an eye out. Don't don't do that. Uh, EP coming. Mm-hmm. October 23rd. Please mm-hmm. listen to it. Also feel something. Link in the description, but you probably have heard it many, many times. I mean, if you've ever been on TikTok, I'm sure. If you've been on that TikTok machine, you've heard it. Mm-hmm. B. Miller. Uh, I appreciate you. Daniel Zola, do you have any final thoughts? The only other thought I have is I still think Aurora is a great album. Really? I really I really did like that one. I don't feel like anybody really cared about it at the time. And now I'm kind of over it because I'm like, eh, like that was a long time ago. But I do appreciate that because I, I feel like there are so many songs on that album that I was like, this smacks and nobody ever cared and some of those things like i do them live and my fans are like my diehards still are like eh, this isn't really one of our favorites and i'm like are there any songs that you wish would blow up on tiktok that you already have put out into the world like if the people could go back and listen to two or three songs that you've already put I out it's not you it's me it was one of my best songs i ever wrote and we also got black on that and that was sick because yeah. so cool i think that one was severely like overlooked, like criminally overlooked. I think that song, in my, I like that song personally better than I like Feel Something. And I thought it was gonna do like so well and then nobody cared. Um, but also I have this one song on Aurora called Outside that I have always loved. It's like always been one of my favorite songs. And I think it's also super relevant now, but also like in the opposite way where it's like before we didn't really like wanna do I was just like, yeah, like I was kind of want to sit on my ass all day. And now I'm like, damn, I would do anything to just like go run around outside without a mask on and just like live my life. But I think that one is really sick. It was one of my favorite ones performed live. There are a lot of things like that though. It's like you put things out. I love a sick song with Jesse Reyes. And like, I love it. And like other people, not so much. And it's just like kind of, but that's just what you can expect as an artist is that like you'll always be partial to certain things because you know what the story is behind them. And yeah you are excited by them for your own reasons and other people will never know those reasons or understand even if they do know them. So it's like, what can you really do? Sometimes you think that songs are going to be huge and they don't go anywhere. And the ones that you think nobody are going to care about are the ones that do the best. So. And feel something falls under that category. Yeah. 
I mean, I love Feel Something. Feel Something is one of the few songs of mine that's like one of the bigger songs that I have that I actually love. But there are a couple songs that like were bigger that I was like, this is this doesn't make any sense. I have better songs than this. Like what? Gold? What songs are you referring to? Like Slut. Like that song, I'm just oh. like, ugh. Like that makes me think of like 14-year-olds. Like I just, I like me being like a little kid. Like I just, I can't, I can't. Which, like, you know, I, the message behind it is sick. But at this yeah. point, I'm like, it's corny to me now. At this point, I'm like, I wish I could just wipe that song from my career, which I can't do because I know my fans love it. And, like, it does have a meaning that I still stand behind. But it's just so, like, corny. And what sucks about, like, the t- like all the streaming services is you can't change your top, like, five most listened to songs. I can't call up Spotify and be like, yo, can you, like, take Slut out of there and put Wisdom Teeth up there instead? Well, like Slut is in there, isn't it? It's in my top five. It's, like, the third most, and I can't get rid of it. And that sucks because anytime someone discovers my music through, like, Feel Something or whatever, they're going to come and listen to, like, the most popular songs, and they're going to listen to Slut. And I'm like, oh, God, like, I hate that song now. I hate it. I think it's so corny and so, like, not me anymore. And I think there were so many songs that I released at the same time, like around that time, that were way cooler than that one. But you can never choose what other people are going to like. So I guess I just got to be grateful that something is working, whether I'm excited about it or not. Dude, there are a lot, that is a great song too. I Can't Breathe and Repercussions are both fantastic. Thanks. Those ones are really, uh, well, not I Can't Breathe, but Repercussions is really fun to do live. Yeah, and well, I Can't Breathe has like the strings in it, right? Mm-hmm. Like the slow ballad? Is there some strings at the end? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I think that you one, know? a lot of people definitely like that one a lot. Hopefully the new EP will get super big and everybody will love it and they'll go back and see what they've missed in the past. Hopefully, and hopefully something on the EP will wipe slut right off the top <laughs> of, my, of my most streamed song. Just fire, fire and gold should replace slut, please. Oh, God. <laughs> I ha- Fire and Gold is another where I'm like, damn it. I think every artist probably has like at least one of those songs where it's like, I'm so over this song. It's so old. I don't care about it anymore. I'm sick of it. But because my fans love it, it's one of my biggest songs in my career. I'm just going to sing it every day of the rest of my life. Like I'm sure that every artist has at least one of those songs. People like, you know, Drake or Taylor Swift, people who have had like massive success. With Dude, Ariana has. Uh, They're probably albums. so over it. Yeah. So over it. Like if I if I, if I were like some of my own favorite artists, I wouldn't want to sing the songs that are my favorite. Like if I was like, you know, Frank Ocean, I wouldn't want to keep singing, you know, anything really from Channel Orange. I feel like I'd be over it. But as a fan, I'm like, wait, 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 wait. You gotta play all the songs. If I were him, I'd be like, no more thinking about you. It's just not happening. No, I feel like we all have those songs. Fire and Gold is that for me, where I know I'm going to sing it for like probably the rest of my career because it's just, it's just one of those, and I hate it. If I could just never hear it again, I would be fine with that. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Whatever. We'll see. Maybe the new music will change your mind. Maybe be like, oh, if she could do this, then Fire and Gold is done. Feed me, yo. Feed me. October 23rd, the EP is coming. B. Miller, everybody. This podcast is part of the Zach Sang Show Podcast Network.